Let's make today the day you get one step closer to becoming the parent you've always wanted to be and the parent your children deserve. Welcome to Powerful Parenting for Today's Kids. I am your host, Erin Taylor, and I have wanted to help parents and children literally since I was 11 years old. I created this podcast to help you make a stronger, healthier, deeper connection to your child, to understand the inevitable challenges a little better, and learn some new ways to navigate them when they occur. Thank you for spending some time with me. Now let's get this show started. This episode is brought to you by the Revolutionizing Parenthood Conference, a conference that my good friend Ashley Albrecht and I decided to create to support parents. This was intended to be a live conference happening in the Philadelphia area on April 25th. However, due to the current coronavirus pandemic, we decided to shift the conference into a fully digital format. And most recently, we decided to make our conference 100% free. We feel that this is a very important service that we can offer to families everywhere as they try to parent their children during this unprecedented time that we're living in. So please register to join us and hear from my good friend and world-renowned speaker and Oprah's parent, Oprah's favorite parenting expert, Dr. Shafali, and myself and over 20 other parenting experts who will talk to you about parenting your children from toddlers to teens and everything in between, all kinds of special needs at this very challenging time. Check out the show notes for the registration link or visit www.revolutionizingparenthood.com. One more announcement. Recently, since this coronavirus pandemic began, I started doing daily webinars to help parents through this unprecedented time. I have decided that since I have interviewed all of the speakers for our upcoming Revolutionizing Parenthood event, that I am going to be sharing some of the webinars that I do each day. So check in here and I will continue to support you. And if you would like to join my daily webinars to have some live interaction with me, you can find the link in the show notes. Welcome to Parenting Through the Coronavirus Pandemic. I think I am on number 28 at this point. So welcome, everyone. It's good to be here with you. Um, I wanted to talk today about, uh, in yesterday's episode webinar, I told you about my daughter who was having, who was feeling a little 
discouraged because she was missing her friends and having a hard time connecting with them and seeing her brothers connect with their friends. And it was kind of challenging and discouraging for her. So she and I ended up, well, I should say, <coughs> excuse me. She and I ended up, uh, well, at dinner time, before dinner was ready, uh, my younger son and my daughter and my niece were playing some games. They were playing Jenga, they were playing uh, Exploding Kittens and a few other things. And that really helped to brighten her mood. My husband made dinner while I went out for a run with the dog. So that was really wonderful. That allowed me to feel uh, really good because exercise is so vitally important. So um, when I came back, they were playing the game, the games, and her mood was vastly improved. She was having so much fun. And then after dinner, my 17-year-old decided to participate in the games, which was wonderful because he generally doesn't. He generally gets online and plays video games with his friends, but he decided to join the family and play. And it was so lovely to have him be a part of it. I really appreciated that. So she had a really good time for several hours. And then after they were done doing the games, then my older son went up in his room to hang, hang out with his friends online. My younger son went in the other room to play video games with his friends. And then my niece went down to her room and I think did some homework or something. And so it left me and my daughter there. My husband was doing some drawing in the other room. She and I ended up having probably a three to three and a half hour conversation. I think we started talking around 930 and we finished a little after one and it was lovely. Sometimes we had these ongoing conversations, long rambling conversations about life and all aspects of life and um, qualities of human behavior and why one person handles a situation this way and not that way. And what do we think about the pandemic and what's school going to look like when you go back? I mean, we talked about everything and we started out at the kitchen table. And then as it got to be around midnight, uh, we went upstairs and we were talking up in her room. So I sat on her bed probably for an hour and we just talked another hour from 12 to one. And we talked about everything. And Suddenly I realized we talked about mindfulness. We talked about meditation. We talked about how to settle those thoughts that keep racing, 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 how to stay in the present moment and not always be thinking about the future, which she tends to do. It was a beautiful conversation, but at some point during the conversation while I was sitting on her bed and I had, we've been talking for so long, I suddenly realized that, this is what her she does with her friends just sit around and talk now a lot of times they'll bake cookies together watch movies they'll go for a bike ride or go to the mall you know pre-coronavirus they did all sorts of things but one of the things they did was they 
sat around and talked for hours and hours and hours. And so when I realized that this is what she and her friends do, I realized that I was playing a huge role in that moment, filling in one of the gaping holes that's been left with between her and her friends with this virus and this quarantine. She is, she's been missing her friends terribly, terribly. And it's, they just haven't gotten into any kind of a groove hanging out on FaceTime or Zoom or what have you. It just, it's just been clunky and awkward. So it just hasn't happened. And so she's missing just being in the same space as her friends. And there's nothing I can do about it. I've offered different ideas. We tried to do a picnic. It didn't work. Um, well, a picnic outside with social distancing, of course. It just, nothing has been working. And I realized last night when I was talking to her that I am able to help fill that gap, that space, that void that is left right now with her friends. Um, I can be that person for her who sits around for hours chatting. I mean, we have nothing but time on our hands. Yes, I'm, do I'm still doing work, my work. And yes, she's still doing her schoolwork, but I can be that. I can fill that role for her and I'll do it joyfully and happily. And if it helps her to get through this quarantine, not feeling so discouraged and depressed and missing her friends, I am more than happy to do it. So that's a huge realization I came to yesterday. And I wanted to share it with you guys because I don't know if your kids are experiencing the same thing or if the same situation could benefit your children. But I can definitely, I was very aware last night that I can fill that role for her. I mean, we're not going to sit around and talk for three hours every day about everything under the sun. It's not necessary. But I feel like I really fill her bucket that's been really empty for a couple of weeks now. And today is a new day and she's got a new set of things to work on. It's still spring break for her. So I have her working on her laundry and she's also training to be a lifeguard hopefully this summer. So she has some of the online coursework to do for that. So she's got some things that will keep her occupied today. But what a huge realization that was for, for me last night. And I could see what a value it was for her, for us to do that. So I'm going to read. Hi, Nancy. How are you? It's good to see you or see you and see your name pop up. Um, I'm going to read some of what you guys are saying. Wanted to share, watched a great, Laura says, watched a great webinar via an acupuncture portal on supporting teens in these extraordinary times by Rebecca Avern, thinking of your daughter from your chat yesterday. She was speaking on nourishing teens and what they need, especially now. Their need to retreat, absolutely. Finding meaning, 100%. Diet, stability, the need for intimacy and being with friends and balancing the five elements in Chinese medicine. 
she wrote a good, a great book, nurturingtheyoung.com. I will definitely check her out. She sounds completely in alignment with what I believe and what I teach. That's for her blog, Rebecca's book, Acupuncture for Babies, Children, and Teenagers. So great you could chat and just be together and she could have an outlet. Yes. Your daughter is training for lifeguard too, but had to cancel due to no pool. Oh, who? So, well, my daughter with her lifeguard, um, lifeguard training is doing the online coursework and they have a scheduled date in late May to do the pool training. But, um, you know, that might be pushed back or postponed. But I would assume that whatever the online coursework is she's doing will be good for whenever she can be hired as a lifeguard, whether it's this summer or next summer or what have you. Um, so I don't know if there's online training for her, but that might be something to look into. And Nancy, you say you're getting sad for the teens and your only child. Yeah, it's hard for them. It's so, so hard for them. Um, we just have to be creative. Before you hopped on, Nancy, I was talking about how I, my daughter and I sat around for three, over three hours last night chatting. And I realized that I was filling the chatting void that she's not getting with her friends right now, getting to hang around with each other and sit around and chat about life and whatever and school and friends and all that. Um, now I know for boys, it's different because you have a son not, I don't think your son's going to want to sit around and chat for three hours. <laughs> but it really made me aware of continuing to try to think outside of the box and try to make sure that we um, are just keeping our eyes open for how we can help them or what ideas we can come up with to help them meet their needs during this quarantine and they'll have different needs. My older, my two boys have had tons of fun playing video games online with their friends. And my older son has looks forward to that every night. They would be hanging out together constantly anyway, if they were allowed to be together in person. So <clears throat> they've really successfully shifted to an online interaction type of thing. And you know, it's not what he prefers. It's not his first choice. He even said the other day he misses being in school. Both the boys said that they miss being in school, which neither one of them liked school prior to this. So I think that's huge for, for him to, uh, for both of them to make that realization that they didn't appreciate school quite as much as they do now that they don't have it only comes out of room for feeding once in a while, driving practice and seeing his video games. You know, that's kind of how it is here. Um, my son's sleeping schedule, the older one, the 17 year old, his sleeping schedule is a hot mess. He stays up till two, three, four, five in the morning. God only knows. Sometimes I hear him down here making food at five in the morning and he knows it's not good. It's not a healthy thing to be so have your days and nights so twisted up like that or um, backwards, flip-flopped. But 
he's made some half-hearted attempts at trying to change it. And so far it hasn't worked, but he said, I don't have anything to get up for. He doesn't, he has one class and he can get that done in later hours of the day. So he really has zero motivation to get up. And I don't see any reason to force him to get up when he doesn't have much schoolwork to do. And his friends who are in college are all spending their daytime doing their schoolwork. So I could force him to get up and sit here and do nothing. That's not going to work. So he sleeps very, very late. He gets up. Sometimes I don't see him until 5 p.m. He comes down and he eats. His eating is like 5 p.m. to 5 a.m. It's very strange, but it's working for him now. And, um, you know, I see him when the rest of our days are kind of <laughs> starting to wind down. And um, he comes down for dinner. We usually have a lovely family dinner. And then as soon as he's done, he goes right back up to his room. And I try to talk to him where I can and, and get some interaction with him. And those interactions have been really nice. I ask him what his friends are doing, who's been online with him, how they're handling it, same kind of stuff like that. Um, but yesterday he came down voluntarily. Well, I did ask him if he wanted to do it and he said no. And then he changed his mind and he came down and played a board game. He played name five with his brother and his sister and my niece. And so I sat at the table and I just was deliriously happy and grateful that he was participating. And then once their game ended, maybe if they played for an hour, once their game ended, he went back upstairs and he got online with his friends. And I felt like that was a win. I'm going to call that a win. And all the other parents of teenagers that I've spoken to, especially the boys, their sleep schedules are all messed up. They're all going to bed way too late. They're all sleeping way too late. They're all online with their friends. But you know what? I think this is the time to extend them that grace and feel grateful that they are finding a way to manage through this. It might not look like what we would like it to look like, but if they're managing to keep their well-being and their emotions intact for the most part, I'm going to call that a win. Um, Laura says melatonin and cortical is later to cortical, cortisone, a cortical. Cortical is a waking hormone. I never heard of that. That's later too for teens, which is why they usually stay up later and get up later naturally. But certainly thrown off with the pandemic. Absolutely. Uh, I could tell with each of my kids, all three of my kids, as they went into puberty, like they hit that 12, 13 phase stage, they all naturally pushed their bedtimes back. I fought my older son on it because he was the first one. I kept trying to force him to go to bed at his normal bedtime back then. And he was not having it. He just couldn't sleep. He would just lay in his room and stare at the ceiling. So I learned to be much more um, understanding of what their bodies were going through at that time. And just, um, you know, kind of letting them naturally have a later bedtime within reason, of course. But yeah, it's, it's funny to watch them all go through similar things and extend the grace it's important to connect with, with friends and the balance out limiting screen time at night due to the blue light. Yes. Um, 
I don't think there's a blue light filter on the TV that is connected to the Xbox. So he does have that, but I have night shift on all of their phones. So all of their phones turn a bit yellow when um, sunset hits. So it kind of takes out that blue light, at least from the phones. Oh, thanks for joining me, Nancy. It was great to uh, be connected with you here. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Um, so yeah, it's really important that we extend grace to our kids, be really flexible with our teenagers. They desperately need it. And Laura says, bye, Nancy. Uh, they desperately need it and be as compassionate as we can with them and with ourselves. I think that's the big, big, big daily, hourly, minutely message grace and compassion for our kids, for our loved ones, for ourselves. That's the message. So I am going to wrap up there and I'm going to go call my mother-in-law and check in on her and make sure she's doing well during her quarantine isolation, uh, loneliness over there where she lives by herself. So I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful day and keep finding ways to care for your well-being and care for the well-being of your children and your loved ones. I'll see you here same time tomorrow. Bye. That wraps up this episode of Powerful Parenting for Today's Kids. If you know anyone who could benefit from this episode or this podcast in general, please share it with them. Also, I always love hearing feedback from my listeners. I welcome you to send me an email to erin at erin-taylor.com if you have any comments or questions that come up for you in an episode. Our children are our future. Parenting them is the most sacred task we will ever be asked to do. It truly does take a village to raise a child. Let's help each other to raise our children to be who it is they are meant to be. If at any point you feel like you need a little extra help and support, reach out to me. I am here to help you.